Hello, 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 everybody who's listening to podcasts around the world. My name is Alejandro, and this is Afrosaya, the Pan African podcast. So let's begin. Welcome to, to Afrosaya. Afrosaya. Afro Once again, welcome to Afrosaya. In our programs, we will talk about Afro-Latinidad and Blackness in the America. You will hear some Spanish, some English, and even some Portuguese, just like our Black community is diverse. So today in our podcast, we will be talking about Afro-Latinidad and why it's important for you to know about this. I'm sure you at least know someone who is Black with roots in Latin America. Yep, that person is known as Afro-Latino or Afro-Latina. Let's dig a little bit on the term. Afro-Latin Americans or Black Latin Americans refer to Latin American people of significant African ancestry. The term may also refer to historical or cultural elements in Latin America. The term Afro-Latin American refers specifically to people of African ancestry and not to European ancestry. The term is not widely used in Latin America outside academic circles. Normally, normally, or usually, Afro-Latin Americans are called black. Now, there are a lot of terms that people in the Americans used to call themselves African descendant, such as Negro, Moreno, Mulatto, Sambo, or Negro. So the terms depends where you are. Um, in what region you also are. So when referring to cultural aspects of African origin within specific countries in Latin America, the terms carry an Afro prefix followed by a relevant nationality. That means, for example, Afro-Cubans, in Brazil, Afro-Brazilians, in Bolivia, Afro-Bolivians, and Colombians, afro Colombians, which doesn't happen in the U.S. People in the United States are called African-Americans, and we will have a huge and a complete episode about that particular term. But in other countries like Latin Americans and Cuba, Brazil, Bolivia, the terms carry an Afro-prefix. That means Afro-Cuban, Afro-Brazilian, And we will be talking why in the U.S. people who are Black, African descendants, are called African-American. So you better stay tuned for what's about to come. The accuracy of a statistics report on Afro-Latin American has been questioned, especially where they are originated from census report. That means that many countries in Latin America have not included the term Afro or African descendants into their reports, which, you know, that makes a little harder. 
So also the people who are being census can choose different category. As I said early, some in some countries people refer the term as black or negros or mulatos, mestizos, even sambos. And that makes much harder for the country to just have one you know national identity, meaning who is black or who is not. So that makes even more difficult and it also depends on the attitudes of the people that are being census. But, you know, all of this has some history in, as a background. And I think it's very important for, for this particular first episode to kind of share with you because that, that's going to give you a better picture about what we're going to be talking. So it's been said that in the 16th century, many people of African origin were brought into the Americas. That is true. It's not only been said, but history has reported to that. And it started like in early 15th century. The people who came to Americas from Africa came with the Spanish and Portuguese uh, colonization. Pedro Alonso Niño traditionally considered the first of many New World explorers of African descendant. He was a navigator in the 1492 Columbus Expedition. For people who are very interested in history, there you go. Those who were directly uh, brought from West Africa mostly arrived in Latin America as part of the Atlantic slave trade. Well, it's been said that these people who came as slaves have some knowledge about agriculture, domestic work, even as miners. And many of them arrived even in Latin America, in South America, in Bolivia, which do have a lot to say. And we're going to be talking, talking about those issues too. So the Caribbean and Latin America received 95% of the African arriving in the Americas, with only 5% going to North America. That being said, that there's a large majority of African descendants living outside U.S., but in the Americas. And we can say that. I mean, there is a significant amount of people living in Brazil, in Haiti, in Dominican Republic, uh, Colombia, Venezuela. And, you know, the numbers vary. I mean, in Brazil, there is 57 million people who are descendant, identify themselves as African descendants. In Haiti, 8.7 million people. Even though Haiti is, you know, interesting in terms of who is black and who is not, because many of them may not identify as black, but you can see them and they are, you know, black. And it, it, that that's when the point goes about who is who and the attitude you have towards your um, identity and nationality, I guess. In Dominican Republic, for instance, 8.5 million identify as themselves as blacks. You know, the largest one going all the way to the equator is like Ecuador with 1.1 million people. Now, that is important to mention that Afro-Latin Americans or Afro-Latinos have developed a traditional term within their own culture, too. Like, for instance, we have Garifuna that, that includes Nicaragua, Honduras, Guatemala, and Belize. We have Cafuso in Brazil and Sambo in the Andes and Central America, which I could say Sambo has very negative connotations on point. A lot of people may not identify themselves as Sambo because it has this connotation that sometimes has negative 
rather than positivity on on identity. Um, but you know, there's other people who identify with the term sambo. So that's what's been going on, like in the Andes part. Now, there is a term that people use in Haiti to refer a multiracial ethnicity in terms of, of who is who, right? And the terms that Haiti use is called marabou, which is very interesting because they, they associate it with multicultural racial. So that meaning more than one, more than two, more than three. And, you know, you could be everything and you just call yourself marabou, which is a very interesting term to reflect someone who's still black but has this multicultural um, identity. In terms of language, the mix of these African cultures with the Spanish, Portuguese, French, and indigenous cultures of Latin America has produced many unique forms of languages. We have palenquero, we have garifuna, we have creole, which is the most popular at this point. Even the United Nations recognize creole. Um, but there is some others being, you know, coming up. And I, I know for sure the Bolivian language is coming up very soon. I know also some uh, black communities in Peru through my friend um, who is studying lingui linguistics and languages and Afro-descendant languages. So we will have a lot to talk about this particular uh, topic in terms of language. But also religion, like Afro-descendants are rich on many forms of religion. I don't know if you have heard, but candomblé, santería, voodoo, which is kind of like this negativity in the U.S., but voodoo is part of the culture of black people in Latin America and it's considered religion, so there you go. We have music, of course you know salsa, bachata, samba, merengue, cumbia. In terms of martial, martial arts, we could talk about capoeira, and then we have dan uh, dance or written and music like merengue and rumba. So there is a lot to talk about who we are as black communities, but as black in the Americas, like in the diaspora, right? So there we go. And then we have all the topics that we will be talking in our following episodes. As of 2015, Mexico and Chile are the only two Latin American countries yet to formally recognize their Afro-Latin American population in their constitutions. And this is a very interesting contrast because countries like Brazil and Colombia light out the constitutional rights of the African descendants population. But we're still missing from, you know, Me Mexico and Chile. Come on, countries like Mexico and Chile. How long we have to wait until you guys decided to recognize the people who are black in your country? So the reason we're talking about this and with this huge perspective of the African descendant population, it's because we will be digging on issues that the black communities are still facing in the Americas. And we want to make sure you guys can have a better picture of what's to be black, not only in the U.S., but also in the Americas. These topics will make you feel uncomfortable. And we want that because we know by doing that, we will start a conversation. We don't want to end the conversation, of course, in our podcast and just one person talking. But we also want to continue the conversation. We will have options for you to get in touch with us. We have social media. We are on Facebook. We are on Twitter. We are on Instagram. You can find me on YouTube even. And you just need to type Afrosaya and you will find us. 
But most important, we want to continue the conversation and we want to know what, what do you, what do you, you know, what's on your mind? What do you think about being black? It is, um, we want to know what it is to be black for you, but also being Latino, being a Spanish speaker who is also black, because most people don't think about it, right? When they see black person, they see either as an African um, nationality, like African identity in Africa or you are either an African-American. But what if you are an Afro-Latino living in the United States? We're also going to talk about those issues, but we also want to make this as a huge uh, perspective, bring in one side to the other. And we also have a website. You can also find me on our website or my blog, as you want to call. It's called afrosaya.com. We have uh, our podcast available over there. You can just download it or listen in through, um, to the website on the go. It's very easy. You can also access on your phone and stuff. Um, but also you can read some, some interesting articles. We have published some interesting notes, uh, essays, and we have some links for you too so you can access to some of the information we're telling you in our podcast. Uh, well, finally, we have also... Um, an email address so you can also get in touch with us very very soon very you know fast too uh, our email address is afrocontacto at gmail.com afrocontacto at gmail.com and we can also you know respond to you through our email address or you just can go to our website and we also have a contact uh, form that you just need to fill up and then send it us in a private mood so we're very excited about this new podcast. We can't wait to start recording our second, third, and following episodes. And this is a new version of our podcast. If you want to listen to me speaking in Spanish, we also have a podcast, which it's been a year since we started. It's called Afrosaya as well. So you can, you know, just Google it or type it on the, on the internet and you will be able to find. But we also have the episodes in our website. Um, so yeah, I hope you you guys are having a good time. I hope you like this podcast. And if you have any comments, suggestions, anything, it's very welcome to hear. Uh, so we will get in touch with you in our next episode. Can't wait to record it. <laughs> All right, guys. Hasta la próxima. Bye-bye. Welcome to Afro Saya. Afro Saya. Afro -saya. Afro -saya.